Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 63. I don't know if you noticed by my, my hesitation, I forgot what episode we're on. Uh, it's episode 63 of Extreme Evocast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast, where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I am your wonderfully bodacious host, Lily Sion, and today is the big day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's late. You know, it all, this only really affects you, like I say every time, it only really affects you if uh, you're listening to this on the day release. But just know this day was, this episode was a day late because I actually had to spend multiple days writing for this episode because there was so much I wanted to cover with uh, the thing I haven't mentioned yet, which is Pokemon Unite. Um, the big game, the big, you know, the big, the new craze. If you haven't been, if you haven't been hearing about Pokemon Unite, where have you been? <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about Pokemon Unite, and and I will say, you're going to hear this later, but this is not going to be the last day that I talk about Pokemon Unite, at least not, like, you know, a lot of, um, because the game is being updated, and the game is getting uh, a lot of new things. If you can't tell, foreshadowing, if you can't tell, I am uh, really enjoying this game. Uh, if you've If you've been following my Twitter or been just, like, around me at all, at all, uh whatsoever you should know that i'm like really really into this game right now um and that's great so you know of course this is my podcast uh so if there's something that i like and there's something that i'm into i am going to be talking about it more than other things uh you know that's sort of that, that that's sort of the 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 thing you have to understand with a personal podcast listen i i'm here simply to talk about pokemon and talk about pokemon i will but if there's something that I want to talk about that gets me excited, like Pokemon Unite, I'm going to be talking about it. So if you don't like hearing about Pokemon Unite, this episode is probably not the one for you. And this podcast might even not be the one for you because I am probably going to be talking about this for a while. Not like, like today is going to be the big episode. I'm not going to like cover it in multiple episodes. Um, but I definitely will be mentioning it and talking about anytime like a new, a new, a new Pokemon comes out. If there's any balance changes, because I want to be on it. And I know that a lot of people who listen to this podcast um, do too. So, uh, you know, uh, I am going to be covering this game as if it is like a main series Pokemon game, because that's what it feels like to me. Anyway, I've been talking about this for way too long. Let's do, let's, let's talk about a couple things beforehand. You know, of course we do have other things to say in terms of Pokemon. Um, let's start with the news. Of course, we start with the basic news first. Pokemon Snap, another, you know, game, a big, another big Pokemon game that came out recently that, uh, I don't think got nearly as much hype as Unite, at least not in my friend group or with me personally. Um, but there is, uh, an, an update coming out. Um, it's the DLC. I don't know if it's paid. I assume not. Um, but there are new, uh, it has three new stages, the secret side path, the mighty wide river and the barren badlands, adding 20 new Pokemon and various quality of life improvements. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me look at, uh, let me look at the new Pokemon just, you know, cause I'm curious who else, who's been added? Is it, are they, I don't, I don't, oh, okay. So like it doesn't have them in. uh, it doesn't have them in order of like when they release. So unfortunately I don't know if any of these Pokemon are new. Um, which is a little bit unfortunate, but just know that there have been 20 new Pokemon added, three new stages, a lot of new things. Uh, pretty sure you can get like a shiny Mew now or something. I have no idea. 
Uh, but there's a lot of things. There's there's new um, quality of life changes, new Pokemon, new locations, new things in Pokemon Snap. So if you're, uh, you know, into that game, then there you go. I'm, I'm, I might uh, try it again, pick it up again uh, in the near future to try out the new stuff. Though, I mean, that sort of... You know, implies that I don't have like the rest of the game to try out. I'll admit I haven't really been playing it, but you know, it's there. It's fun. Um, so yeah, new updates. It's good to see a game like Pokemon Snap getting some more love. I'm, I honestly, if, if I'm being honest with you, I was not expecting a, a Pokemon Snap to get any new updates, but there it is. I'm happy for it. Uh, it's like it's a, it's like it's a, a kid getting an award. I'm happy for you, kid. You know, I'm happy for you, Pokemon Snap. You're getting some updates. Anyway, um. Uh, there is a giveaway for a Porygon Z in Sword and Shield. Let's see. Where is that? Uh, here we go. Uh, this is coming from Cerebi.net, almost exactly, word for word. Thank you, Cerebi. A new distribution has been announced for Pokemon Sword and Shield. To coincide with the Korean tournament streaming on August 7th, the Pokemon Trainers Cup 2021, a Porygon Z based on uh, the one used by John Sang-yoon. Hopefully I did not botch their name, uh, the winner of last year's tournament will be distributed by share code to players. This Porygon Z is level 50, holds a silk scarf, holds a silk scarf, and has the adapt, adapt, adaptability ability. Oh my god, that really messed with my head. Timid nature, and has the moves Hyper Beam, Thunderbolt, Dark Pulse, and Nasty Plot. We will provide the code when it comes out, so be sure to keep checking. Okay, I didn't see that it, uh, the code wasn't available. <laughs> Uh, like the level of disappointment in my voice when it says so keep checking back uh you know i mean something to look forward to i will let you know when this comes out as will therapy i suppose uh let's let's use this as a as a segue to the next thing that i want to talk about um I I think I did this like a couple episodes ago, but I want to give you I want to give you know my my lovely listeners some promo codes now and then for people who listen you know uh, on the days of or you know the the sort of weeks after its release. Um, so there is an event for Sword and Shield where you can, uh, right now that like a like a mystery gift that you can put in, um, and it is PC four all caps PC. I'm actually I don't even know if you can do not caps in Sword and Shield PC four finals beast and the i in final is a one so it's pc4 f1 nals beast uh and that will give you a beast ball i don't know if the beast ball is useful <laughs> i mean you can't get old i mean like you can get ultra beast but you have to transfer them to other games so i think it just it's just like a crappy pokeball but uh there you go you can get a beast ball with that uh promo code Let's move on to Pokemon Go. There's not much news today, I will say, and that is mostly of my decision because I want to talk about Pokemon Unite. Um, so let's let's sort of just do a speed round through these other news. Pokemon Go, you know, it's been a while. Uh, Pokemon Go is actually... Okay, hold on. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it a lot. Pokemon Go is getting like a huge thing, and I haven't actually looked into it, but I do know that something is going on. It's called ultra unlock let's see if i can find the original post because there's three parts to it not one not two but three parts um to this ultra unlock quest let me oh okay here it is here it is i found it i found it um so it it, it happened on august 3rd um i don't know if 
that is so one of them happened on August 3rd. Let me hold on. That's not the original post. Here it is. Oh my goodness. Um, so Ultra Unlock Part 1 is happening. Uh, it already happened, I mean. Uh, Ultra Unlock Part 1, which is time. Um, focused around Pokemon from different eras with the introduction of Shiny Kratidos, Kranidos and Shiny Shield onto the game. Uh, Voltorb, Porygon, Ammonite, Caputo, a lot of other Pokemon are being added. So it's, I'm not going to read through every single thing because that would take a long time, but like, you know, uh, Pokemon from time-based, you know, origin, Pokemon from a long time ago, uh, were added to the game and some of them are shiny. And then Ultra Unlock 2, which is topical because it is coming out, uh, on Friday, August 6th. Um, it says focused around Pokemon from different areas. Oh, hold on. I forgot to say, um, I believe shiny Dialga is available too, right? No. Oh yes, yes, yes. Shiny Dialga in uh, five star rates because you know, if you, if you haven't been able to tell it's like to space and time, uh, shiny Dialga was available in ultra unlock part one. And then in ultra unlock part two, which is happening from August 6th to August 20th, um, shiny Palkia will be available. Um, with Pokemon like Alakazam, Kangaskhan, and Heracross being in, in three-star raids, uh, and a lot of new shiny Pokemon and a lot of cool Pokemon being added there. So, you know, I mean, it's not like a crazy event. It's just like, just like Pokemon being added. Uh, and then it sort of is going to be wrapped up with a big one, Ultra Unlock Part 3. So exciting, uh, which is called... Sword and Shield. <laughs> and if you can't guess what is being added in this one, uh, I'm sorry. I think you need to take an IQ test. Um, you might be disappointed with the, with the results. But uh, August 20th to August 31st is the Ultra Unlock Part 3. And uh, Pokemon like all of the all of the Galarian Pokemon. Phalanx? Trub? I don't know why Trubbish. Let's <laughs> It's like Galarian Darumaka, Phalanx, Galarian Ponyta, Galarian Slowpoke, Galarian Farfetch'd, and then Trubbish for who knows. Are they calling England, Europe, you know, like a gross, trashy place? I hope not. Uh, there'll be timed research offering chances to get Galar Pokemon like Squovit, Wooloo, and Phalanx. Gym Challenger uniforms will be available in the shop. Um, and Zamazenta... And Zacian will be available in uh, five-star rates. So, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised that we haven't even gotten Gen 7 yet, right? I mean, I assume in certain, in, in, in Pokemon Go. And I mean, like, I mean, it kind of makes sense that they're adding things to, uh, to, to certain, to, from certain shield, because it's like the newest game. But I'm a little bit surprised that they're adding... Uh, some G Galar Pokemon in the mix, you know? I know that they added, like, Alolan Pokemon already, but I don't think they had any actual Alola Pokemon um, yet. So it's a little bit weird to see them sort of coming, just skipping Alola and going right to, to Galar. But, I mean, hey, it's the newest game. You know, can you blame them for promoting things? So I know this is a lot of information, but just know if you play Pokemon Go... It took me a while to come up with another, like, O sound to continue this rhyming scheme, but I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> just know that in Pokemon Go, uh, there are things coming. There, There's, you know, there's new Pokemon coming with the space event, and then Galar Pokemon are coming with the, um, the Sword and Shield event on August 20th to August 31st. So, like, pretty much throughout the entire month of August, it's just, like, a bunch of new Pokemon being added, which is exciting.
And uh, the only other thing that's really happening in Pokemon Go right now is uh, the next community day, community day has been announced. Uh, I'm, I know what Pokemon it is. I'm, I'm holding my tongue for the sake of, of this, this non-existent hypothetical drum roll. I'm just looking at the dates. Um, August 14th and 15th. There we go. So the weekend of August 14th. So like two weeks from now or like next, next weekend, next, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. Um, August 14th and 15th. Uh, it'll be Eevee. I know, God, that was such a long build up for Eevee, but, uh, Eevee, <laughs> Next Pokemon Go Community Day will be uh, focused on Eevee. Has that happened yet? I don't think it's happened yet. Uh, I don't think that we've had a, an Eevee Community Day. I was think I sort of just brushed it off because I'm like, oh, it's just an Eevee repeat. But I actually don't know if we've had a an Eevee, uh, an Eevee Community Day. That's interesting. You know, I think I don't think so because I would. I think I would have remembered this like special mechanic that they've done, which is uh. Every evolution will have a different uh, move leveling up. Uh, Vaporeon will have Scald. Jolteon will have Zap Cannon. Flareon will have uh, Superpower. Espeon will have Shadow Ball. Umbreon will have Psychic. Leafeon will have Bullet Seed. Glaceon will have Water Pulse for some reason. And Sylveon will have Psy Shock. Now, if I sound at all different, uh, it's because I... I'm recording this the next day. <laughs> I, uh, last night when I was recording, I, uh, got interrupted because there was some things going on, uh, and I don't like to record when there's people in my, in the same house as me or they're awake, so I, uh, waited. So, it's not gonna affect anybody, I just thought you would know. Um, it's been, like, literally almost 24 hours since I, like, started recording this episode, um, so, uh, you know, forgive me if I'm a little bit out of the groove compared to, to compared to yesterday or like literally 30 seconds for anyone listening to this. Let's move on, though. Where were we? We just talked about the Pokemon Go Community Day. Uh, next, Masters EX doesn't really have anything new. I mean, like there's a couple events, but like, you know, nothing, nothing insane to talk about. Kind of the same for Cafe Mix. Cafe Mix is getting an update uh, and Mimikyu's coming back. It's sort of what I have. I'm kind of, you know, I kind of want to just move forward. Uh, sorry to all the, like, four fans of those games. No offense. Uh, <laughs> no, I I'm gonna move on. There's not really anything, uh, much to talk about with these things. You know, just, like, you know, like, updates that are just, like, uh, here's one thing. You know, I, like, Pokemon Go, I only really talk about things when there's, like, new big things. Pokemon Go is a little more popular, I would say, than Masters and, and Cafe Mix, but, uh, you know, this is just like normal stuff. If you really want to know what's going on with these two games, uh, you can go ahead and look on Serbia or like probably just the game itself. I'm sure the game will tell you what's going on. And that's it for the news. Uh, but before we move on to uh, the main topic of today, there is uh, merch. There's some new merch for you available for anyone who wants to uh, play, who, who wants to, to get some Pokemon um, belongings and, and new things going on. Let me, I'm getting all my tabs open. Okay, first of all, there is Leon and Charizard, a figure, a new figure uh, for Leon and Charizard. It's really well done, I gotta say. It's, um, I don't know if it's like a Nendroid, but it's definitely a figure. It's high quality. Uh, it's not, it looks really good is what I'm trying to say. You can look on uh, Pokey Jungle on their Twitter, uh, literally at Pokey Jungle for like all of them, uh, like the pictures and, you know, 
uh, information regarding these these merch. Every, pretty much every uh, upcoming merch merchandise that I talk about here will be from Pokey Jungle. They post like pretty much everything, you know, all, everything related to new Pokemon merch. Um, but I like to talk about it here. Um, but you know, if you ever want to actually see what these things look like, I know it's an audio medium, can't really get the full, the full, uh, deal with, with merch. Uh, you can go ahead and go on at Pokey Jungle on Twitter, uh, to look at them. But for now, Charizard and Leon, it looks really good. Uh, I mean, like, that's it. They're, they're like separate, you know, there's, they can be separate. Uh, they're both standing on sort of each sides of a Pokeball. Uh, and you can you can separate them accordingly, depending on if you want just Charizard, if you want just Leon. Um, up to you. Moving on. Uh, there is... This is interesting. I, I really wanted to talk about this. There is merch coming um, that is designed by the Pop Team Epic creator, uh, B-Cub Okawa. I don't know if B-Cub is there is how you pronounce your name, but Cub, it's like B-K-U-B. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I apologize, but, uh, it's designed by them. And like, boy, is that apparent? You can, you can see like literally it's like the same art style as, uh, as the Pop Team Epic, uh, creators. Pop Team Epic, if you ever heard of it, it's, it, if you haven't, if you've been on Twitter at all, you probably have seen Pop Team Epic. It was very, very popular a couple of years ago. Um, I literally haven't heard about it since like in like three years. So, I mean, you know, a really good, uh, testament of how, of how popular they are, but, uh, apparently they are collaborating with Pokemon and, uh, releasing merch designed by the, the creator. Um, there's like shirts, pouches, uh, keychains, plushies, pens, everything. Um, they're, Japan exclusive, unfortunately. But, you know, if I ever say something is Japan exclusive, don't let that bring you down because there's uh, plenty of ways to import goods uh, from Japan using, I think, specific websites or anything like services. Um, Just because something is Japan exclusive doesn't mean that you'll never be able to get it, uh, as a lot of people think, and I, as as I kind of thought uh, for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can most likely get most of these things, uh, into America or wherever you live, Europe, you know, whatever. Um, and included in this is the Pop Team Epic, uh, designed merch. Next up is, uh, there are, oh, oh, this is interesting. Okay. There is a Japanese campaign going on right now. Of course, everything, everything is Japanese. Sorry to everyone who lives literally anywhere else. Um, but you know. Pokemon's a Japanese company, it's to be expected. They are doing a campaign. Let me find the Twitter post uh, from PokeJungle. Again, you can go to PokeJungle to see this for yourself. Let me see. Here we go. New Japanese campaign is giving away a Pokemon bike based on the original one in Pokemon Red and Green. Uh, it's life-size model. You can't ride it, unfortunately. It's not a rideable bike. But if you want to have a replica of a video game bicycle... That was about like I think twenty pixels in total, maybe even less, uh, in the original red and blue or red and green that it's based on. I suppose there's fire red leaf green and let's go, but you know, uh, it it comes from red and green. If you want, to, if you want to get the bike designed from about twenty pixels, you can. Well, you probably can't. It is a campaign. It's a giveaway. It's sort of like a like an event. Uh, what is there details on this? I guess, I guess there's also, I've, like, I sort of just got owned, uh, on Twitter, as the kids put it, um, this person says, how is the, how is, uh, at Ryan K. Bunyan, uh, 
on Twitter. How is it based on the bike from Pokemon Red? The bike in the game is just a generic bicycle. Any bike is based on that bike. It's like saying the tree in my backyard is based on a tree from Pokemon. Uh, and then at underscore sludge wave absolutely roasted but this person and me because I was sort of under the same uh, assumption. There is concept art. Did you know games have concept art? And then uh, this individual posted a picture of the the game's concept art. So, you know, I mean, touche. Uh, or touche is not the right word, is it? I don't know. You got me is what I'm trying to say here, you know? And, and, and looking at the concept art, it's like exact. So, you know, there you go. If you, now I can, I can reiterate myself. A new Japanese campaign is giving away a Pokemon bike based on the original one in concept art of Pokemon Red and Green. I guess the concept art eventually found its way into the game, but like I said, 20 pixels, you know, you know what I'm trying to say here. Um, but there you go. I, I was looking for details on this, and I found none. Um, it literally just says, a new Japanese campaign. Let me look this up. Pokemon Red and Green Bike Life-Sized Model. Let me see if I can find any information on this. The Pokemon Company's life-size bicycle model from Gen 1 made real. One million dollar bicycle? Hold on. That's a, that's a, that's a, this is from Kotaku. Dot com. To celebrate reaching a million Twitter followers, the Pokemon Company has now recreated the sweet bicycle from the first generation games. Okay, hold on. Poke Jungle didn't give didn't talk about this. Uh what where how do I get my hands on this? This life size reproduction won't be for sale, but rather given away to win. Hopefuls need to follow at PokeTimes and use the hashtag uh some Japanese letters. Uh, Pokemon's million yen bicycle. Anyone can do this. The rules state that the prize will only be shipped domestically in Japan. Oh, no. Let me, hold on. Let me find the original Twitter post. Oh, I should follow this page. It's a good, good page to follow. Let me find, this is the Pokemon Information Bureau official, which now has a million followers, as, as Kotaku nicely said. Here we go. Let's find, let's see the original tweet. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, translating it from Japanese. Finally, the last day, commemorative project for over 1 million followers. A life-size model of that, in in big quotes, bicycle, will be presented to one person. Uh, if you insert a smartphone, you will feel like a Pokemon trainer. Oh, I guess that's, like, the music. Here's the page for it. Um... Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I'm not gonna do it, because... <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> It says, you cannot... Okay, this is hilarious. It says, uh, the campaign overview. This is from Pokemon.co.jp. Life-size model of the 1 million yen bicycle that appears in Pokemon Red and Green. Uh, And there's like four different uh, asterisks after it. You cannot ride or drive. 1 million yen is the price of the bicycle in-game, not the price of the life-size models. And life-size models are not for sale. So, you know understandable it's i love i love the hashtag that says or the the asterisk that says uh it's the price of the bicycle in game not the price for the real size model it's like yeah we're hey we're gonna give away this bike that costs one million yen have a you know go sell it i don't you're a millionaire now you know anyway i've talked about this stupid bike for so long uh it's cool you know uh if you if you're listening to this episode and you're living in japan domestically as a, you know, I don't make the rules. I only follow them and talk about them, I guess. Um, if you want to, if you want to get this bike, you can, you can 
you can do it if you live in if you live in domestically in Japan. So get on it. Let's get those hashtags ready. And fi- finally, this uh, you know what a thing to end on. Uh, remember that Pikachu moods uh, thing? I'm on the wrong Twitter page. I'm on just my home. I was looking through my home page. Like, why am I seeing art? Uh, retweet from Poke Jungle. It's not Poke Jungle. Here we go. Um, let's find it. It's a. Uh, Remember Pikachu moods? Remember how they were how they were doing that? And that's the thing that I've talked about before. Well, they released a new one. I may as well just cancel the rest of the podcast. This is like the most interesting thing I've ever seen. It's confused. Pikachu's fallen over. He's taken a bite out of a berry. And for some reason, that berry has made him fall over on the ground confused. So uh, there you go. Pikachu moods confused. <laughs> I, li- I like to talk about these Pikachu moods. Have I missed one? I feel like it's been a long time since I've talked about this. Let me look up moods on the Pokemon Center. Uh, Oh my god, they're sold out already. They're sad, there's annoyed, they're sleepy. I remember those. Did I ever talk about love? I don't know if I ever talked about love, but they're all sold out. Literally every single one of them. That's crazy to me. I didn't think people cared about these things. I mean, I care about them. I'm gonna look at the reviews for the for this. I'm gonna look at the sad one. He's 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 got his ice he's, his ice cream cone fell over. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the reviews for this. Customer reviews: four point six stars. Love the Pikachu, but I almost didn't get it because it sold out in like four minutes. Oh, because of bots. That sucks. Super fast sh- shipping. Happy to have snagged this. I'm going to, I want to try to find like a funny review. I don't know if that's possible. That, that's what a lot of podcasts do nowadays, right? They look at like funny reviews. This person said great uh, as the title of the review and then said great in the description. Great. Uh, great. You know, they liked it so much. They had to say great twice. Kawaii. So cute. Careful with the rail though. I assume they mean tail. Um... Look at the first review ever. Oh no. Arrived damage. Literally came to my house with the tail broken in three small pieces, and it is really killing me that I'm unable to exchange it. I mean, they 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 got a post that said, We're concerned to hear that this product did not meet your expectations. We will be communicating with you to learn how we can assist. I hope they got a new one. This person said never received product, and then uh again, just like the great guy said never received product. I mean, what else would you put? Anyway, th- this isn't about sad Pikachu. This is about confused Pikachu. He took a bite. He took a bite of this berry, and now he's he's confused. I mean, I would be pretty sad about that too. But uh, you know, Pikachu moods. There you go, everybody. And we're not done with the merch yet. Kind of. We're not. We're in te- We're not technically. We're done with the merch part, but we're not done with the merch because uh, it's plentiful plushies where we talk about plushies. Uh, you know, you love them. You cuddle with them. Here they are. Plentiful plushies. Uh, there's not many this time. Uh, there are... Do you remember, like, the the trainer Pikachus? Like, the you know, the gold, silver, diamond, and pearl plushies? Well, they made one for Brendan and May. Uh, actually, I let me see if I can find that. It's not... I don't think I could... Uh, it, there's not, like, an official one yet. Hold on. Here we go. 25th celebration, Hoenn Region Pikachu Pokey Plush. Oh my god, the May one is so cute. He's got he's just got a little headband on. And a little skirt. Okay, I love these. I really want this. I wish I could pay for this. I wish I could afford this. I mean it's it's only $25 for two like 
pretty well, you know, like celebration plushies. This is not a bad one. It's not a bad, uh, not a bad deal. But unfortunately, I don't think I'd be able to purchase this. But they're cute. You know, uh, you know me. Hoenn is my favorite. So these are sort of close to my heart. Um, and I'm sure there's somebody out there who's collected every single one of them. And I don't blame them. If I had the money, I 100% get all of these so far. Uh, they're very cute. And uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm jealous of whoever uh, is able to get these. But, oh, the, the May even has the heart-shaped tail. The attention to detail. Mwah. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, those are the Brendan and May plushies. Hopefully, I assume they're going to be doing the rest of them. I hope so, at least. There are Ditto and Snorlax bean bags, like huge bean bags for Ditto and Snorlax. And I'm not going to lie, uh, I know you can't see them, but they don't really look that high quality. Uh, it says Snorlax and Ditto bean bags by Yogi Bo have been added to the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center online. Let's look at this plush. Is it considered a plush? I assume they're considered plushes. What are we dealing with here? Hold on. I guess I could look. Uh, they're not here. Look up, like beanbag. Oh, they're no, they're no, no. Oh, uh, I'm confused. Are they sold out? Where are? Where is it? They lied to me. They're not here. There's no beanbag for Ditto and Sorlax. Let me look up, like Ditto. Um, oh, I guess I could do by new, newest. No, there's no, there's no Ditto beanbag. Oh, there's, is there a Snorlax beanbag? What the heck? I wanted to look at these Snorlax beanbags. Maybe they're discontinued already. Newest. They're not here. They don't exist. Well, I mean, we have the pictures of them. Um, from, from, uh. Poke Jungle, but yeah, I don't know. They don't really look to be too high quality. I mean, they look good, but they look like they're made out of a really cheap material. Which I mean, I guess they're bean bags. They kind of have to be like that, but I don't know. They don't really look. I don't think I would buy one of these if I had if I had the choice of doing it because I don't know. They don't they don't look super great. They look kind of cheap, but I mean, they're cute. They're like huge bean bags, almost as tall as like a like a like a ten year old. And, and, you know, obviously go to Poke Jungle to look at these pictures, but the the girl sitting on the Ditto beanbag, first of all, looks extremely uncomfortable. She looks like she's going to fall right off that thing. But the way that she sit, the, the Ditto beanbag uh, is like whispering in her ear, you know, like seductively. There's like a Ditto with his blank face. He's just like staring, you know, he's like he's got his face pressed against her head and he's just staring at her. I guess staring at, at us as well, the camera, which is giving me, so is she. I mean, I guess like if they're a couple, maybe I should just back off and stop insulting them. But like something about this picture makes me very uncomfortable. So I'm going to move on here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, there are new shiny mega plushies for Rayquaza and Gengar. That's pretty much all I have to say. I mean, Last time I talked about the Gigantamax uh, Charizard, uh, sorry, Charizard, I don't know where that came from, Gigantamax Snorlax and Gigantamax uh, Gengar plushies, but uh, again, I can't seem to find them on the Pokemon Center page. Are they here? Yeah, okay, they're here. They're just sold out. Oh my goodness. Um, Shiny Mega Rayquaza, 45 and a half inches. I guess that's, I guess it's longer because it's Rayquaza. 
Uh, the Rayquaza one was $35 US dollars, and the Shiny Mega Gengar plush is 13 inches tall and is uh, $23. I mean, that's a good deal, but good lord, these things sell fast. Um, you know, again, sort of like the joke in last time, sorry that these aren't available. I, I don't talk about them fast enough. <laughs> they get sold out, like, immediately. Uh, I guess that's just the nature of, of, of Pokemon, and I, you know, I apologize, but, um... They're really cool. They look fantastic. I like that they're sort of, you know, like they've been doing this for a long time, but I always thought it was kind of cool that they sort of acknowledge shiny Pokemon now. You know, before they were just like, what? What are you talking about? What's a shiny? And now, you know, they're making plushies of shinies. They like NPCs will talk about shinies in the game. You know, they're actually making it public information instead of just like a fan, like a, you know, like a, like a childhood playground rumor. Uh, so it's nice to see that. All right, and now I know, I wish I could talk about Pokemon Unite. I'm sorry. I, well, we are in just a second. But before we do that, uh, I do have to do everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. And today's Pokemon is number 538, if you can guess that. Honestly, I would be very, very surprised. You can try if you want. I'll give you a couple seconds. Number three, number five through eight is Throw. Throw is a fighting type Pokemon introduced in Generation Five. What's his What's his his, his uh, Japanese name? Nageki. Nageki, or sorry, sorry, Throw is a fighting type Pokemon introduced in Generation Five. Uh, it does not of it is not known to evolve into or from any other Pokemon, but it is considered to be a counterpart of Sock. Um. Throw is the Judo Pokemon. It is a Fighting-type Pokemon, of course. It has Guts and Inner Focus, uh, or or Inner Focus, sorry, not both, and then Mold Breaker as its hidden ability. Uh, it has a... It is, oh, there are they are they both 100% male? I guess that makes sense. Uh, but they're both 100% male. We're not going to talk about the, the, you know, the... The, the logistics of that, how do they reproduce, blah, blah, blah. I guess with the dittos, but, you know, we're not, we're, that's, an, that's a topic for another episode. Or I guess that's a topic for, like, a MatPat game theory episode. But not, definitely not something that we would talk about on this podcast. It's a, it's a video game. Anyway, uh, it is 4-3, little short little man. How tall Sock? I know this isn't the Sock episode, but I'm, I'm sort of, I, I can't help but compare the two of them. Sock is 4-7, not that much taller. A lot, definitely taller than I, or like, there's not too much of a difference between the two of them. Uh, or, of course, that's 1.3 meters. And then it weighs 122.4 pounds. It's all muscle, baby. Uh, and then 55, or that, and that's 55.5 kilograms. Uh, throw is, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, as long, along with sock, uh, sort of that weird class of Pokemon that have uh, clothes on. <laughs> and again, another topic for an episode of MatPat Game Theory, but we're not going to talk we're not going to talk about the, the logistics of of a Pokémon wearing clothes. Who knows, you know, Machamp, where would that belt come from? We're not going to talk about that. He's I mean, he, his karate outfit is probably just um you know, part of his uh, part of his his skin, I suppose. I I mean, I think that's worse personally, but again, we're not going to think about it. Uh let's look at what 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 is there to talk about with Throw? I mean, you know, there's the obvious connections with uh with Burton Ernie from Sesame Street that I think everyone and their mom has made the joke about the first time they saw them. You know, I you know, I I I can't help but say uh that that I said karate outfit. Is it a karate outfit? I don't know if that's correct. 
what what is he wearing? Uh, he's a, I mean, he's a judo expert. Is there like a, is it okay to call it like a, like his, what he's wearing, a karate outfit? Hold on. I guess I could see his, his description. How does Bulbapedia put it? It's a judo, oh, a judogi. Judoji? How do I pronounce this? I'm going to, I'm going to pop this into Google Translate right now. Let me, let me, let me look at the Jap. Let me actually get the Japanese ready. Judogi. Okay, perfect. Um, well, there you go. It's not a karate outfit. It is a judogi, uh, which is, it's a very simple, it's, it's <laughs> the, literally the first line of the Wikipedia page says a judogi, a judogi is very somewhat similar to a karate gi, which is apparently the name of the, uh, of the karate uniform, uh, as it shares a common origin, but of course, uh, judo and karate are two different things have you know throw is the judo pokemon karate is uh sock is the karate pokemon um so you know we we've absolutely nailed its origin you won't get any other uh, you know as much uh cultural descriptions on things like on like what throw is wearing uh as at, at any other place other than this podcast in particular let's look at some pokedex entries for this this dude when it tightens it be- when it tightens its belts, it becomes stronger. Wild throw use vines to weave their own belts. Hold on, I know we said we wouldn't talk about the logistics. Is that implying that they like they get their belts from somewhere? Are they not born with it? I don't want to talk about this, dude. Like the Pokedex entries are just won't stop. They're like, hey, you want to talk about like how weird this is that this Pokemon's wearing clothes? I don't, Pokemon. When they encounter foes bigger than themselves, they try to throw them and they always travel in packs of five. What is the, what is the, what is this Pokemon? Why? When it encounters a foe bigger than itself, it wants to throw it. It changes belts as it gets stronger. (laughs) Haha, I get it. Like, like karate. Uh, (laughs) that's it. It performs throwing moves with first-rate skill. Over the course of many battles, Throw's belt grows darker as it absorbs the wearer's sweat. Oh, the wearer. I thought... (laughs) Oh my god, I literally thought that it, like, took the opponent's sweat and, like, put it into its belt. That's still gross, I'm not gonna lie. The Throw's belt grows darker as it absorbs its wearer's sweat. I don't like this Pokemon now. They train in groups of five. Why do they train in groups of five? Is there a cultural reason behind that? Why do they why do they travel in groups of five? There's no information about this. Is that something please, if someone is listening to this episode and knows why that would possibly be a thing related to this this judo Pokemon, please I want to know. Looking into this Pokemon further has just I mean, we've 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 come out of it with more questions than we started, and I don't like that. Especially a Pokemon like this, I don't like having questions about it. It's sort of, it, you know, it lives in my mind with ignorant bliss. You know, I don't like to think about this thing. But now, Bulbapedia, I guess not Bulbapedia, but Pokemon, looking into more detail about this Pokemon has made me not want, it, it's made me think about it, and I don't like that. Throw and Sock draws parallels to Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan in that they are male-only fighting-type Pokemon that appear to be related to each other, okay? In, the both, in both the anime 
and Wonders Beyond. Throw is slightly taller than Sock despite being four inches. Well, no way. Sock is so much obviously shorter. Hold on. I need to look up Throw and Sock in Pokemon Wonders Beyond. Or Pokemon Park. Poke Park. I just played these games. Throw Poke Park. I guess Poke Park 2. What did it say? Hold on. It said Poke Park 2. And what else? Oh, in both the anime? Hold on. Uh, there, uh, I, uh, there's a picture of a, of a throw uh, T posing because it's like its model. Where is it in the anime? Hold on. I'm going to throw and sock. Okay. I can't seem to find any, any pictures of both of them standing next to each other, but you know, I'll believe them. I don't like it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like this Pokemon. I like, you know, listen, I try to be positive about these, about talking about Pokemon because I don't like to be a negative Nancy about things, but lear- learning these things about Sock and I guess, you know, uh, Throw is, uh, sorry, not Sock, Throw, and I guess Sock as well, who I'm now scared to uncover the secrets of in, in the next random Pokemon of the week that we talk about uh, that Pokemon. But it's 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 just like learning more about these things has made me uncomfortable. Not actually, you know. Uh, I don't I don't care. I don't mind these Pokemon. I mean, they're definitely weird. Uh, there's that, but like I don't know. I think their designs are fine. Um, they're interesting to say the least. Uh, you know, I don't really like humanoid Pokemon. I always thought that was kind of weird. You know, it's like oh. In, like, Pokemon X and Y, it's like, give your Pokemon lots of love and affection, cuddle them, and Pokemon on me, and then you bring out this Pokemon, and it's just a dude in a, a, a Judogi, you know? I don't like, I don't like that. That makes me, makes me feel weird things. Uh, <laughs> let's, I'm not even gonna go over its, its, its competitive viableness, by the way. I don't really care, uh, and I don't think, I mean, hold on, let me, okay, hold on. I guess I gotta look it up. Throw Smogon. What possibly could could it have? Is it even in Sword and Shield? It is. It's PU. It's PU in every game. That's not true. It's NU in, in Black and White and X and Y and then PU in, uh, in Sword Shield, uh, Sun and Moon. What does it do? It's just a bulk up Pokemon. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I mean, uh, we have a lot of things to cover. I've already sort of um, brought things to a hold with this Pokemon uh, by now. So apologies for not talking about its competitive viableness. So I guess the last thing we have to do is talk about its shiny form, uh, which is not good. Not going to lie. So it's orange. Uh, its red skin becomes orange and it's white Judogi. Which I now know, you know, if you, le- if you if you had to learn anything from this episode, know that uh, there are uh, different outfits for doing judo instead of karate called a judogi and a karagi. I think that's what it was called. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's what it was called. But throw, uh, he's orange. His red skin turns orange and his judogi becomes uh, more of a cream, I guess. You know, kind of a yellower, yellowier uh, white. Which, you know, it actually doesn't look bad. I'm not going to lie. It, it, I mean, this it's kind of basic, but, like, what else were they going to do with this Pokemon? It really actually doesn't look that bad. I'm surprised at how okay it looks. I think that if they were to have just turned his red skin orange, it definitely would have been a lot um, worse. But the fact that they sort of altered the color of the of the, of the the Judogi uh, to fit with the orange coloration definitely brings it higher up my list and i think i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten you know if we're ending on anything with this pokemon let it be a positive note in that a shiny is kind of okay 
you know, I actually seven out of ten is not something. It's not something to sneeze at. I think seven out of ten is is uh, is good. I think that's a I think that's a pretty decent score for a Pokemon like this, and it's shiny is not bad. All right. I think you know what time it is. The moment you've all been waiting for. I'm not going to hype it up any longer. I actually had to, like, take a break (laughs) and go play a match just so I could have a fresh mind. The things that I do for this podcast. Um, But no, I went and I played a match and I, uh, we won. It was a casual match. Uh, We're talking about Pokemon Unite. (laughs) Again, if you haven't heard of it, where have you been? Um, And so... Like I said at the beginning of this episode, the reason why this episode has taken so long to come out, well, not only because I had to take, I literally had to wait a whole day, was because I wanted to make sure that I talk about every point that I that I could. And I'm sure I'm going to miss things. But this game, okay, is so much more fun than I expected originally. Um, So, if you don't know what Pokemon Unite is, uh, it's a MOBA. It's a Pokemon MOBA. I'm sure you've heard of MOBAs of the likes of, of, of uh, you know, League of Legends, Dota 2. Uh, I don't know. Is there a first Dota? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a, it's a MOBA. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a Pokemon MOBA. And um, spoiler alert, it's really fun, <laughs> uh, at least for me. Um, I am, at the time of recording this, I think, hold on, I... I can, you know, actually, I think you know where I'm going with this. Let me turn my volume up. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure this is going to sound absolutely fantastic on the recording. I'm checking my level. I don't remember what level I am. We get a little bit of, can you hear it? Where's, where's the volume? Where's, where does it come out? Where's the speakers? I guess right here. Oh, that's going to sound fantastic. Okay, I'm going to turn this down now. I'm level 19. <laughs> what rank am I? Let's see my rank. Expert class three. Oh, would you look at that? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, put that down. So yeah, I'm playing the game a lot. If you haven't been able to tell, uh, I know expert rank three isn't like crazy good. Um, like I have some friends who are in like veteran and I know a lot of people have gotten to master at this point. Uh, but I've been playing this game a lot. Uh, I have, you know, I, uh, I'm level 19. I mean, I think I just played my like 100th game total, like a couple, like yesterday or like two days ago when I played with some friends. So yeah, I mean, it's been, I've been playing this game almost nonstop, maybe not like completely nonstop. Certainly. Uh, it's been out for, I think like almost two weeks now, but, uh, even then it's a lot. Uh, I've been playing this game a lot. And like I said, spoiler alert, I've been really enjoying it. Um, I was, I was excited about the game. You know, I mean, I don't, I think I'll be the first person to say that I was excited about the game because I talked about it on this podcast, but if you didn't, if you didn't get to hear that part, I was very, very excited about this game. Um, and I, I was a little, I'm not going to lie. I was a little weary going into it because I've had like almost zero MOBA experience. I've played like a couple hours of League of Legends and I didn't even really enjoy it that much when I did do it. So, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about that. But I really enjoy it. And I'll, I'll let you know why I think I enjoy it so much in a little bit. But for, I'm going to move into the actual game, talking about the game. Talk, like, sort of this, it is definitely going to be more of a review because every time I say I'm going to talk about something, it ends up being a little bit more of a review. But I, I you know, it, this is going to be a review. Um, kind of. I also just want to talk about it. 
So uh, let's talk. I have like a like a bulletin list of of, uh, of things that I want to talk about today. First up is the cast. Um, we I mean we knew who is who's been in the game since like the beta. Um, I I don't know if there was any new Pokemon added from the beta or added after the beta. Uh, but we knew what Pokemon were going to be. Those Pokemon being, uh, if you aren't you know if you aren't familiar with this game, uh, the cast is Gardevoir. Actually, hold on, I can go I can go with uh, the different. Um, the different uh, categories, the, you know, there's different categories in this game, obviously team compositions. I'll get on that later, but uh, there's attackers with Gardevoir, Pikachu, Greninja, Venusaur, Alolan Ninetales, Cramorant, and Cinderace. Uh, speedsters who are Zero Aura, Talonflame, Absol, and Gengar. Uh, all-arounders, Charizard, Lucario, Machamp, and Garchomp. Uh, defenders, Snorlax, Crustle, and Slowbro, and supporters, who I believe there is three, Eldegoss, Mr. Mime, and Wigglytuff. Um, and, you know, going with that, um, that, uh, that list, I'm sure, you know, I'm not the first person to notice. There's a lot of Gen 1 Pokemon in this game, and of course, I think Game Freak's bias towards Gen 1 is a topic for another episode, but, um, there's certainly a lot of Gen 1 in this game. And I mean, you know, that's fine. Having a lot of Gen 1 Pokemon out in launch is perfectly okay. You know, it's it's the moneymaker. Gen 1's the moneymaker. Gen 1 is what everyone remembers. You know, Pokemon like Pikachu, Snorlax, Charizard, Gengar. Every, you know, everyone likes those Pokemon. Uh, you know, Mr. Mime, arguably. Machamp, again, arguably. Uh, but, that you know, I think that I think that segues perfectly into uh, my next point, which is that there's a lot of cool Pokemon in here that, like, any other Pokemon, like, main series Pokemon game having would be, would be crazy <laughs> as, like, a main, like, fighting cast. Uh, first example, Cramorant. Second example, you know, I mean, Mr. Mime's a little bit more, more well-known. Wigglytuff? You know, Eldegoss, Crustle, uh, I mean, everyone knows Gardevoir. You know, you see what I'm saying. It's, there's a lot of, uh, oddball, odd, odd, you know, oddballs there. And I think that that's good. I think that that's healthy for the game. Um, there were so many people. I have a friend, uh, if you're listening to this, you know exactly who you are. When, when she saw this game and we were sort of talking about this game, uh, she was immediately like, you know, looking to the cast, and and then I believe her exact words like, "There's Crustle in this game," and then she was like, "I want to play Crustle," uh, and she did, and you know she enjoyed it, and she's been she's been playing the game ever since, and I think that that's hilarious, first of all, uh, in a good way, uh, and like, and I think it proves my point that like having oddballs in this game, like Cramorant, Eldegoss, you know, I think that that adds some charm to it. I, I like, I genuinely think that there would be some people who would be upset that there's so many Pokemon in the game that are just like, you know, the popular ones, the ones that everyone likes. You know, it's like, oh, there's a game that has a, mo- a different cast of a bunch of a bunch of Pokemon you can play as. The ones that people would know would be in the game: Pikachu, Charizard, Greninja. You know. Uh, Pokemon like that. And I'm, so I'm glad that they have a couple of ones that sort of, you know, balance the scale. And I'm, and I'm hoping that we get some more cool, fun Pokemon that maybe don't get a lot of love. And you know, if you've listened to this podcast, probably my most said sentence ever, um, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love giving some Pokemon that don't normally get enough love, uh, some love. And, you know, I'm all for it. I think that that's fantastic. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, going into some more of the technical terms, I definitely feel like there's a good balance of 
of composition here. Uh, you know, there's, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out some words that maybe someone who uh, isn't as experienced in MOBAs or at least in Pokemon Unite or other way around. Someone who's not as experienced in Pokemon Unite or MOBAs in general might not understand. Uh, there's a good, there's a good variation of top laners, junglers and bottom laners, uh, which is, you know, the lane that you go to in the beginning of the game, either top lane, bottom lane, or you go central, which is the jungle. It's not actually the jungle in Pokemon Unite, but that's what it is in League of Legends. So it kind of just transfers over. Um, and you know, there's a good, there's a good variation, I think of, of, uh, of where Pokemon should be going. And, um, and, and team compositions, which team compositions will definitely go through a little bit later. Uh, there's some things I want to say, um, the game could definitely, I think, benefit from a couple more supports and defenders. It seems like there's a lot more Pokemon in the game that just sort of kill you, uh, which of course, you know, it's a MOBA, you know, that's sort of the whole point of the game. Uh, but I definitely think that, uh, the, the game could do with a few more support tanks, uh, healers even. I think Eldegoss is like the only Pokemon capable of doing any healing, uh, you know, Wigglytuff and Mr. Mime are supports, but they don't actually support you. Uh, they don't really buff anything. Eldegoss is like one of the only Pokemon I think that can actually buff, uh, and like and debuff and you know do all that all that stuff. Most of the other Pokemon just sort of attack things uh, or like debuff one person. You know, I'm, I'm sort of looking for Pokemon that I think uh, should be able to support the whole team. You know, do some better healing, do some more defending. Uh, you know, Mister Mime can set up walls. You know, defenders defend. That's like the whole point. But I definitely think that uh, there's a little bit of an imbalance between. Uh, Pokemon that support and Pokemon that deal damage, uh, which I'm sure will be happening soon. I mean, we're getting a defender and I assume a support with Blastoise and Clefable. So, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, that my answers have are coming pretty much essentially. Um, but I think right now in terms of, in terms of balance in that sense, I think the game is doing okay. You know, obviously my criticisms still hold, but, um, the the amount of Pokemon in the game feels good. It doesn't feel like there's too little or too many, uh, though I am looking forward to new Pokemon coming out. I mean, like Gardevoir feels like she fits right into the cast and she's she's brand new. Uh, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking about this after she's been added and sort of been brewing for the last couple of days. Um, and like, she feels like she's just already a part of the cast. No people abusing her. She doesn't feel overpowered, things like that. You know, um, it's good. They just sort of like shadow drop these Pokemon, like, Hey, this Pokemon's here and, and here they are. Go try them out. You know, it's great. Uh, I, 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 I feel like how they've done it so far has been good. Uh, now uh, I'm going to go a little bit more into the game itself. And I want to preface this with the, uh, the, the thing I was talking about earlier, the, the, the experience I have in this game and the reason why I think I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I did was because, uh, I played a lot of Overwatch, which if you don't know about Overwatch, um, the whole point is that it's a team, it's a team based shooter game. Um, you work with your team uh, of six people everyone plays a different role. You know, there's, there's damage dealers, there's tanks and there's supports. Um, sound familiar? <laughs> um, and you all have to go to a common goal. You all have to do a common goal and stop the enemy from doing that goal, uh, you know, so you can win. Sound familiar? I mean, I'm explaining, you know, to like a toddler what a team game is, but hopefully you understand where I'm going with this. I played so much competitive Overwatch. You know, I did, I did shot calling. I did team compositions. I practiced, you know, I did a lot of, uh, things for 
good team games, you know, playing a team game well. And I think that's the reason why I'm liking this game so much. It's very good at having good teams. And, um, you know, obviously there are the problems of AFK teammates, lag issues, but it's really, really difficult for there to be a game without those issues. So I don't think I'm going to talk about them. They, it hasn't seemed like it's been a huge problem as far as I can tell. Every so often I get an AFK teammate or two and we most of the time just lose. And, you know, and a lot of the times, so does the enemy. It doesn't feel good, but that happens in almost every other team game. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to cry about it. Uh, you know, obviously if they do anything to fix it, that would be fantastic. But, uh, I don't think it's a general flaw with the game. I think it's just a general flaw with team games and online games in general. Um, but Overwatch has a very, very strict design with team composition. You know, you should, depending on the meta, you should have two damage dealers, two supports, two tanks, or any sort of variation of that with like, you know, depending on the, on the characters that you're playing. And I gotta say, and you know, and, and like Overwatch was a huge deal. You know, it was literally like people, the first thing people dealt with on, in a match and like what would most of the time maybe even determine the game right then and there depending on whether or not you had a good team comp was just who was playing what character what characters work well with others what do you what is your team need how are we going to win by combining six characters into one team and unite is doing very very well with this because i don't think there's been a single time where i've looked at a team composition and thought oh my god we don't have a healer we're gonna lose or oh my god we don't have enough damage dealing we're gonna lose um that might be because there's not that many defenders and there's not that many supports uh and you know valid uh and and i almost think as much as it's a criticism i almost kind of think that it's kind of beneficial because you know every team has like three damage dealers and like sometimes someone plays a tank sometimes someone plays a support like eltigas and uh, i've had games where we've literally played all damage like everybody nobody was a defender or a support and we still won and they had like a snorlax a crustle and an eldegoss on their team you know it's like team com at least in 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 this in the low levels of ranked that i've played you know expert class three i'm not really sure how high that is you know so you know i know how high it is but i don't know the skill level involved i haven't been up there higher than that um but as far as i can tell client trying to climb ranked uh, and talking with my friends who, you know, play this game very competitively, I don't think that there's ever been a conversation about team composition, um, which is, I think, really, really healthy for the game. It lowers toxicity with people screaming at each other for not picking a specific Pokemon. Uh, and it, 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 you know, it really takes away from the, this is your fault because you didn't play this character, which is one of the worst feelings ever in team games like Overwatch when like you just didn't when you want one you know your your reaper just didn't want to switch to mercy you know uh it's like but in this game it's like 
even a team of five damage dealers could still uh, out, you know, could still win. It just depends on how well you play. And I know that's true for like every other team game, but it really does not feel like a problem in this game. And I, I don't know if I'm alone here. I don't know if other people are stressing over team composition and they really feel like that it matters. That's completely valid. I personally have not really seen much of talk about team composition. Uh, and I know the game's new, but even then, I still think that uh, with you know people are 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 really grinding this game, and I don't think I've seen any you know little to no discussion about the perfect meta team composition. You know, people could just play whatever they want, and you can still win. And I love that about this game. Um, you know, it's like. The only thing that I think is important and the things that I think, you know, the thing that I actually believe is maybe more important is lane composition. Who is going to what lane, first of all? You know, obviously certain Pokemon do better in certain lanes. Um, for example, Cramorant, the, the character that I have sunk the most time into, uh, excels at being a top laner. And I almost always go top lane unless obviously, uh, excuse me, you know, someone, you know, two people go top and I'm, I'm stuck, you know, I don't want to argue. I just want to go bottom, I'll go bottom. Uh, but you know, um, lane composition, who is going where and who is going with those people? You know, uh, I, I, you know, speaking from the eyes of someone who's been playing Cramorant, I absolutely adore when me, you know, me and my slow bro buddy, like the slow bro that's just solo queuing with me and ranked goes up top with me and we just absolutely destroy because slow bro and Cramorant is a crazy combo. Or, you know, going bottom with, uh, you know, going up against the Ninetales and a Mr. Mime together. That is a scary composition. And like genuinely, it's, they're good strategies. Putting certain Pokemon together, sort of, it's like a mini team comp in an already big composition of a team you know who's going jungle what two pokemon are jungling how are they gonna do well how are they gonna do if they face off against each other how are they gonna do if you know something goes bad and they have to go help their team who are they going to help you know what what's the team what's the lane composition of the two people who went up top and why are they struggling so much is it because it's a it's a venusaur and a charizard maybe you know uh it, it's it's it feels much more fluid than just the basic team composition and i almost feel like the team composition itself doesn't matter as much because the lane composition is what matters the most you can play with whatever five pokemon you want there's guaranteed to be a good combo in there somewhere you know someone who if they go if they both go bottom they'll they're absolutely going to shred um, you know, and, and I think it, it sort of leads to team compositions in like, okay, who, how, wh what two Pokemon are going top, what two Pokemon are going bottom, how can we, how can we do better with this team composition in terms of lane compositions? And I, and like, you know, there's something to be said about like, oh, that's just team composition, but I almost feel like the team composition in general is just a side product of team, of lane compositions. Um, I'm talking about this for way too long. Hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. I like it, is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, I, it's a good break from being screamed at to play a specific hero in Overwatch or any other team game that I might play. Uh, you know, having people fight, my teammates fight each other because one person won't switch or like, you know, oh, it's your fault. You're not doing enough damage. Please switch to a different person. You know, I don't, I don't feel like I've ever gotten 
that experience in Unite yet. And you know, I mean, like there's no, there's no uh, voice chat, which is probably one of the biggest ones, but even then just playing with a group of five people, um, you know, friends who, you know, it's important what team comps do what and stuff like that. I don't think the conversation has ever come up. And I think that that itself is very healthy for the game. It removes a lot of arguing. It removes a lot of talk. You know, it removes a lot of uh, of guilt for people who might just want to play the character that they want to play and not have to worry about team composition and thus making the game more enjoyable. Um, okay, let's move on. I've talked about this for way too long. The, the game balance itself so far, I think is good in that sense. Um, I genuinely have been enjoying so much just playing the game, playing whoever I want, seeing every other Pokemon in the game and, you know, you know, getting some new experiences, playing against Pokemon that you don't normally see, not having to worry about crazy metas, crazy team compositions, because I don't think it exists yet or if it'll ever exist because this game is really good about team composition, at least as far as I've seen. This is coming from somebody who has had very, very, very little experience in MOBAs. So I don't know if this is just what MOBAs are. Obviously, Overwatch is a very different game than than Pokemon Unite, and and you know, uh, similarly games like League of Legends. Um, I've never, I never played League of Legends. I don't know if this is a, if this is a familiar thing, but uh, coming from someone who is new to games like this. It's fantastic, and I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Now, specific balancing issues. Uh, There are a few things I'd like to talk about. I talked up, you know, the sort of mechanics of team composition. Um, One thing that I would like to complain about is Zapdos. And I know if if you're... familiar with this game you probably know exactly what i'm talking about uh zapdos is the mechanic where uh in the last two minutes of the match after points are doubled if you faint zapdos who spawns in the middle uh every single goal on the enemy team becomes insta scores uh you score instantly you don't have to worry about taking the time to score like a big 50 which in this case would be a 100 and people are complaining including myself that it's too monumental of a of a you know of a of a mechanic a p- a team who is just absolutely losing you know to hell and back their slowbro can just walk up and faint zapdos in the last like sliver of health and oh what do you know the other team loses because they didn't kill the, the big bird in the center even though they were playing out of their minds for the entire match and, you know, shame on them for not defending Zapdos, maybe. But it is a problem, in my opinion. I genuinely think that it is poor game design. <laughs> uh, I'm not a game designer. I'm not a game reviewer. But uh, as far as I can tell from the general public opinion, I think that a lot of people will agree with me that it sucks. Um, and I And the thing is, I don't really know how it would be fixed because like there's nothing worse than pretty much that exact scenario where your team has been crushing for the whole game. You're feeling good. You've got like 14 kills under your belt, uh, you know, like 200 points scored. You're, you're going to be MVP. You're going crazy. And then all of a sudden uh, some random Snorlax or Slowbro walks up in the last sliver of HP to Zapdos and snipes it. And all of a sudden you lose because the team just uh, runs to the goals and scores. Um, it doesn't feel good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think personally, something that I would change about it is, uh, one, 
Don't let the enemy see Zapdos' health unless they've done damage to it, or unless they've been near it for a certain amount of time, because... Uh, the sniping issue, I think, is one of them is one of the biggest, and you know, it also applies to Rotom and Dredna, who, again, uh, th this is going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little bit hard to talk about this game uh, to people who've never played it before. So if you if you're a little confused, maybe go try the game out for yourself. Uh, Rotom and Dredna are sort of mini Zapdoses, where you know Rotom uh, makes one. Uh, goal insta scores, but he's got to get there first if you faint him in the top lane. And the bottom lane, if you kill Dredna, uh, you, your team gets EXP and shields for a little bit. Um, and, you know, the problem is, is that it's like, oh man, we just want a team fight. Now we can go get Dredna. We can get some shields. We can get some XP. Oh, looks like the Zero Aura just like rushed in and, and, and popped in one move at the last, you know, 1% of Dredna's HP and all of our hard work has been completely nullified because one person uh, just walked up and used a move on it. Um, and I think that the HP issue is one of the best or one of HP suggestion is one of the best where they can't snipe it if they can't see how much health it's got left. Um, you know, I think that, I think that that might be one of the only issues that I can really think of right now. Uh, if you have any other suggestions for issues, I mean, maybe this isn't the best place to talk about it. Best place to suggest it to me to, is me. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm curious to hear uh, what you guys think, you know, things like that, you know, leave, leave, leave a comment or any sort of suggestion what you think in anywhere that, uh, you know, again, on the reply to the, to the EvoCast Twitter or in the comments of the YouTube video. Um, but you know, it's Zapdos is an interesting mechanic because it's, it's necessary, I feel for the game because it, they need some kind of comeback mechanic, at least as far as I can tell. Losing for an entire game sucks. Having the thought that, oh man, if we get Zapdos, we might be able to, you know, we might still be able to win. Uh, that's a good feeling. And I think that it's healthy for people who are losing a lot. Um, but I don't know if it was handled in the best way. And I'm not going to talk about Zapdos much more else because, you know, I could probably talk about the Zapdos mechanic for a long time. But, you know, um, if you've been talking about Unite, if you've been in the community of Unite, you've known that Zapdos is, is very big in controversy right now for how it's handled as a game mechanic. And I agree with that. Other balancing issues, you know, this is uh, uh, after launch and after one patch note. And, and and the patch that recently happened a couple days ago, or I think like literally two days ago, uh, did change a few things. Um, first of all, something I was going to complain about, things that I think are genuinely broken, uh, Gengar. Gengar was genuinely broken. Uh, before, or G Gengar was arguably broken before. Uh, he, he was very, very powerful, um, you know, uh, he can drop a sludge bomb on the enemy and then just hex them a bajillion times until they die. And I got to say, it was not fun to fight against. Gengar had one move uh, combination that you chose. You had to choose it. If you didn't choose it, you were, uh, you're playing a character that's pretty much useless. And that sucks. I don't like that Gengar is extremely, extremely powerful in one niche situation uh, because he chose, because he only has, he, you know, you have to choose these moves or you're going to not play the character correctly. Obviously, in terms of balancing, that's that's hell. Um, and they tried to mitigate this in the patch, uh, but then they genuinely broke Gengar where uh, his hex is broken. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that... I can't really give my opinions on that because I'm sure it's going to be fixed eventually. But Gengar, 
A lot of people agree that Gengar is really, really strong. Uh, Gengar is uh, good, you know, as, as, as far as I say. And, you know, not only is Gengar good because he can deal a lot of damage and chase people and just absolutely shred, Pokemon like uh, Alone and Ninetales are really good because they're really balanced. Uh, Snorlax is really good. He's the best defender. He's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. Eldegoss is a fantastic support. There are a slew of top tiers in this game already, as far as I can tell. Um, and, you know, every game is going to have them. But I think in terms of balancing uh, for the individual Pokemon, I think that it's been good so far. I don't think, like like I said, sort of going into the conversation about team composition earlier, it really kind of just feels like you can go in with any Pokemon that you want and not just get absolutely destroyed because you're choosing a Pokemon that's not very good. Uh, you know, there's Pokemon who are argued to be pretty bad. Venusaur before the patch was really bad. Charizard is pretty not good. Uh, Mr. Mime has been argued is not very good. You know, Talonflame, all these Pokemon, you know, they're not very, they're not super great, but they can still win the game. You know, they can still do things. They can still play the game. It doesn't feel like that much of a hindrance. Um, and I think that the game, you know, first launch, other than the exceptions of Zapdos and Gengar, sort of what this entire section has been leading up to, I think the game is balanced pretty well, you know, as opposed to a couple things that maybe, uh, some people find unfair, Zapdos, Gengar, you know, Absol, Zero Aura, some Pokemon that are really, really, really strong, really, really fast, you know, of course, in, in more coordinated team, uh, compositions, maybe not so much, um, I understand the complaint with that, especially with Zapdos, but I think that the game is in a very good spot balance-wise, um, at least, you know, uh, taking everything into account. There's a few things that need to be fixed, but overall, I feel like I could just hop in with literally any character and have a fantastic time and, you know, not be absolutely destroyed by, by meta or tears or bad mechanics other than Zapdos. <laughs> um, really, though, like... Uh, Overall, and and I think what this entire sort of talk about Pokemon Unite is going to, to going to devolve into is that I'm having a fantastic time with the game just in general, which is is rare uh, for like a first launch uh, team based game uh, that like everyone and their mom has been streaming on Twitch, including yours truly. Uh, it's rare, and not only that, but the game is just so much fun. Now, let's talk about my experience with the game. <laughs> um, something that I think is really important in this game is that it's been the talk of the of the town with like my local friend group for the, ever since it came out. You know, every day there's something new to talk about. People playing together but having a fantastic time playing it with friends, talking about it with friends, theory crafting on on which Pokemon are going to come out, talking about, you know, Pokemon's moves and everything like that. Um and that's important to me. You know, I I don't think I would enjoy it as much if it didn't have such a have such a prevalent talk uh, right now, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, fun talking to people about it on Twitter and my discord server, uh, which you can join, um, go to my Twitter at Lily Sion. Um, but no, I mean, like I have been playing 
uh, like I said, about a hundred games or so I've played so far. Um, like eighty percent of that has been Cramorant. <laughs> um, who, first of all, let me preface and just say is like literally the most fun with any character I've had in this game so far. I really, really, really like Cramorant in this game. Uh, if you haven't, you know, if you if you've been following me on Twitter or like ever been near me at all whatsoever, you know how much I love this character, uh, and it makes me happy. You know, I feel like Cramorant's a really unique Pokemon uh, that like not a lot of other people really play. Uh, there's only been a couple times where I've gotten my main taken from me in match, <laughs> uh, and even then I'll just play my other character. Um, but no, Cram is is crazy. Cram, I feel like, is very balanced, very strong, uh, very, very fun. At least, you know, for me, obviously, it's all this is all sort of my opinion. Um, I know people who love every Pokemon. Uh, you know, people people who can't choose a main, people who love Absol, you know, people who play Cinderace, Gengar. There's a character for everyone in this game. Um, but Cram is the light that has been shown, sh- sh- has shined on me. Uh, in this game, I uh, ever since I bought it, it was the first Pokemon that I paid money for. I wanted to try him out just because he's so doofy and dumb looking, and I love everything about this Pokemon and the fact that it's playable in this game. Uh, and it turns out he's like the perfect Pokemon for me, at least in this game so far. I also tried like Wigglytuff, uh, not really a Pokemon for me, but I do own Wigglytuff now. Uh, which is, you know, fine. I tried Lucario for a while. I tried Garchomp. I tried Cinderace. Uh, and I think uh, out of all of those Pokemon, Cinderace is probably the one that I enjoyed the most. Out of just like the ones that I like randomly picked up for no reason, just because it's like, you know, I may as well try some new Pokemon. Uh, Cinderace is fun. Cinderace is one of those Pokemon, I think, that it's very uh, overly picked, very meta Pokemon, you know, very, uh, very prevalent. You see one in like every game, everyone, everyone's got a pocket Cinderace, you know, um, very powerful too, like one of the best Pokemon in the game. But the other Pokemon that I have been having so much fun with is Machamp. Uh, Machamp, I, you know, sort of started out as, uh, not really appearing to be as strong as other Pokemon. Uh, one of the worst, in fact, but oh my god, is he fun to play. Um, Machamp is like, again, genuinely so much fun. (laughs) Uh, if you've been watching my streams, by the way, I stream, um, pretty much every week, a couple days a week, twitch.tv slash lilyseon. Uh, I've been playing Pokemon Unite quite a lot. Uh, if you've caught any of my streams, you know that I absolutely love, uh, suplexing people with submission. I giggle like an idiot every time I do it because it's so funny. Uh, and I love it. I love this character. Uh, maybe not as much as I love Cramorant, but I love Machamp too. And like, you know, that's sort of been my, uh, experience with the, with the Pokemon that I've been playing. Uh, I've been pretty much solo queue ranked for the entire time, uh, just cram. I have played a couple matches Machamp, uh, you know, every once in a while I try to play Machamp for a game, so, you know, win a few, lose a few. If I go on a losing streak with Machamp, I'll just switch to Cramorant. Um, but I definitely feel like I have more of a success rate with Cramorant. It's just because I think I'm more experienced. But I definitely do want to try and get up there with Machamp, you know, in ranked and and try him out just to prove that he's not as bad as people think he is. Um, but no, I mean, like, at, on a very much more personal view of the game, 
I mean, I'm obsessed. You know, it's literally the most fun I've had in a team game for like the longest time. I dropped out of Overwatch because I was so frustrated with with playing the game and, and dealing with the team composition issues that I talked about before. You know, I didn't like League of Legends. I mean, I I also play a little bit of TF2, but that's not really a team game. It's just kind of a of a of a, a free for all uh, with teams in it, and like, um, I I love the team aspect of the game, doing call outs, talking with my team, you know, if I'm playing with friends or just like, you know, talk, you know, uh, talking with my team indirectly, you know, sort of going with the team, helping the team, doing what the team is doing, you know, keep catching those cues of like, oh, this person needs help on bottom lane. This person, you know, uh, maybe this person's not as leveled. So I'll, I'll leave a couple of the, of the, of the wild Pokemon for them, you know, just sort of using game sense and working as a good teammate to reach the common objective is one of the best feelings. I ever have in games like these and Pokemon Unite has immediately caught my interest because of how fun it is to work together as a team and I think like again this goes into the team composition uh, praise that I did before but like I personally have been enjoying this game way more than I thought I was simply because of how much of a team game it is and how much it rewards cooperation. Uh, I love being on a call with friends and doing call outs. I love talking, uh, you know, about the game, all that kind of stuff. It's, 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 it's fantastic. It's genuinely why I've sunk so many hours into it already and why, like, I literally wish I could be playing it right now, <laughs> you know? All right. I was going to talk about the game more. Uh, but I genuinely kind of feel like there's too much of this game to talk about right now. So I think I'm just going to leave you with my personal impressions of the game, how I feel about the game balancing at the moment and the cast of characters. I think that's a good, you know, point to sort of end it off. I'm not, I'm definitely going to be talking about this game more. There's no way that I don't talk about this game more, you know? Um, like there was the patch notes that just came out. There was, um, there, you know, there's talk about held items and quick battles and, and trainer customization, everything that I didn't cover today. Um, so I think I'm going to make this a two part, uh, discussion. I think that, um, I'm going to sort of formulate things a little bit more about the game, uh, talk about some of the more miscellaneous stuff, but at least now you know that my, uh, you know, my general opinions of the game and the current state that it's in, uh, I'm going to go play like hundreds of hours more of the game in the next two weeks and then talk about it more next time. And the re if you can hear it, my voice is going, <laughs> I've been talking so much, <laughs> um, like in the past couple days, uh, you know, I recorded for like, I don't know, half an hour yesterday and then like 45 minutes today. I think that's enough for me. Um, you know, I, I wish that I could be talking about the game more, but I genuinely think that uh, I should save it for next time. So if you're excited about hearing me talk more about Pokemon Unite in the future, uh, be sure to give the podcast a nice rating or, you know, whatever rating you see fit, because any rating helps uh, let's people find the podcast, lets people know if they should give it a listen uh, and go ahead and follow the Twitter at extreme evo cast uh and you know maybe give the maybe give the post that i that i post about episodes coming out a, a retweet or two or not to you know a retweet and a like something like that uh anyway you know the conclusion for this part of the episode before my my throat dies uh from talking too much I mean, if you haven't aware, you know, if you haven't been listening for the past hour and 20 minutes, I absolutely adore this game. 
uh it's great it's so good like i said i'm gonna go play probably hours and hours more in the upcoming weeks before next episode and honestly i am excited to talk about it more next time uh but i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be saving a little more of the intricate things uh for next time but i hope i covered uh the beef you know the main course of poke the you know the the great game so far for me uh that is pokemon unite and i hope that oh my god did you hear that i've <laughs> i think I'm, i think my time has come uh hopefully you've enjoyed me talking about pokemon unite and i hope you've been enjoying pokemon unite and uh, i hope that you will tune in next time to hear me uh continue my thoughts uh but before we end it off we do have one more thing to say uh of course that is everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode uh Today's episode, today's episode, today's move is Terrain Pulse, uh, which I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I sort of pride myself in being a little bit of a guru of Pokemon and knowing a lot about the games. I didn't know this move existed until today, uh, or I guess yesterday when I rolled it, but uh, so Terrain Pulse is a damage dealing normal type move introduced in Generation 8. Uh, effect. No, hold on. PP of 10, power of 50, and an accuracy of 100. Uh, terrain Pulse deals damage. When there is no terrain active, a Terrain Pulse is a normal type move. If the user is grounded under any type of terrain, Terrain Pulse's power doubles to 100. Uh, type power-ups from the terrain will be put into effect in addition to this boost. Type Pulse's type and animation changes depending on the terrain at the time it is used. Electric type if the battlefield is electric terrain, grass type if it's grassy terrain, fairy type if it's misty, and psychic if it's psychic terrain. Uh, terrain Pulse's power is increased by 50% when used by Pokemon with the ability Mega Launcher. Uh, when used as a max move, Terrain Pulse will be displayed as max strike, but will change into the appropriately typed max move upon execution, depending on the present terrain and whether or not the user is grounded when the move is actually executed. Uh, interesting. I didn't, like I said, I literally didn't know that this move existed. I, it was added in the Isle of Armor, apparently. Uh, I mean, like, it's cool. I like that it's, it's sort of a... It changes based on uh, the type of the move. I do also like that it changes uh, the max move too. I think that that's a good, not, you know, they didn't oversight that. I think that it's a cool little combo. Uh, and I'm actually thinking like, can I use this move competitively? It doesn't seem like it's too bad. I mean, a hundred type uh, move of, you know, on, on terrain teams, this doesn't seem like it's too bad. And, and, you know, quite a beefy amount of Pokemon can learn it. I mean, I say beefy, but it's like, like 30 maybe i mean still you know that's nothing to sneeze at xerneas diancy uh dunsparce is the pokemon being shown in the example which i think is hilarious you know blastoise venusaur interesting pokemon can learn this move let's see is there any uh trivia nope there is nothing all right well uh if that's about it i think that is going to do it for me for today. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Um, it's nice to get a long episode out now and then. And it, it, it's good to know that the episode would have been longer if I didn't shut up about Pokemon Unite. Um, but 
Mark my words, I will be coming back with uh, some more next time. So, like I said uh, in like that mini outro before the actual outro, stay tuned if you're interested in hearing some more talk about Pokemon Unite, and listen to the podcast in the future if you're interested as well, because I am sure uh, that my discussion about Pokemon Unite is not going to stop, because uh, this is one of the most fun Pokemon games I have played in a very, very long long time and i am genuinely sinking so many hours into the game <laughs> uh first time a pokemon game has really sucked me in as much as like a team game you know it's not like a story based game that i can play for like 100 hours at a time and then never play again it's like this is a game i could see myself playing consistently uh for a while you know just to get up and ranked and stuff uh so that being said, if you're interested in hearing me talk more about it, like I said, please be sure to uh, tune into the podcast. Follow uh, me at, at ExtremeEvoCast on Twitter. Um, you can also follow my main Twitter account at LilySeon to get updates on when I stream. And, you know, I also reblog or <laughs> retweet um, all my EvoCast posts pretty much there. Um, and also just, uh, you know, you get to see my art and stuff. That being said, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Bye!